0: This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com bookstacked.
1: You're listening to Bookmarked, the Young Adult Book Podcast brought to you by Bookstacked.com. This is episode 22, and in episode 22, we're catching up on all the fantastic these News. We've got all that and more coming up in just a few minutes, so stay with us. 22 unless i counted it incorrectly <laughs> um but thank you for being here today we're actually really excited to do this podcast because well first off it's kind of been a while since we've kind of done a panel like this the last two episodes were kind of different from what we normally do because we did the y'all west one where we were recording in Addie's car yeah. <laughs> and then uh we talked to sarah Desson last last month which was an awesome opportunity. So yeah, we're kind of going back to the regular show format. Let's just go ahead and introduce everybody who's here today. Uh, First, we have Addie.
2: Hi, guys.
1: And then Michael. Hello. And then, of course, I'm Saul. And we also have somebody new here today, Alice. Yes, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is Alice's first time being on the show. So why don't you go ahead and kind of introduce yourself to the listeners, who are you? Where are you from? Just anything interesting about you, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm Alice and I'm from Australia and we're currently recording this at five o'clock in the morning. So I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to find me on the internet, I'm mostly over at Twitter um, at Ali Mae Reads. And I also have a small YouTube channel at Ali Mae. So yeah.
1: I forgot yeah. to double check how long you've actually been writing for the website. Do you remember? I think it's
0: um, about a year I've been okay. writing Harry Potter news, Fantastic Beasts.
1: And you do a really good job. So thank, <laughs> thank you, you so much for all you do. And that's partially why Alice is here today. Well, I think that's the big reason why Alice is here today, because we're going to be yes. talking a lot about Fantastic Beasts um, and a little bit about Harry Potter since it's the 20 year, 10 year anniversary of its beginning and end. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. But before we do that, we're going to go ahead and jump into our usual segment called What Are You Reading, where we go over what you're reading or what you've just read. So who wants to start?
3: Okay, I'll go. I'm currently reading an arc of, uh, what's it called, the, the new Alexander Bracken book, The Middle Grade. <laughs> uh, it's got a really long title, the one about Prosper Reading. can't remember the full title. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but i'm reading that just now and i'm really enjoying it i love like just a middle grade just like a fun book and i think everyone knows that alex bracken is my favorite writer so yeah right. loving that.
1: how do you know when that book comes out maybe not if you don't remember the title <laughs> yeah,
3: it's, it's, it's soon i think i think it's september so a little while but soon enough awesome.
2: Well, I haven't been reading exactly, like, books. I've been reading baking recipes, but on a baking cake, so I don't think that counts necessarily for the website.
1: It's something.
2: Baking recipes.
1: You could do, like, a baking series on the website where you could, like, come up with legit recipes, that, like Dauntless (laughs) Chocolate Cake or something. I don't know.
2: Right? That might be something. Maybe for, like, if we're still here for, like, the anniversary of, like, whenever the first Divergent book came out, <laughs> I'll probably have entered into chocolate cakes by then.
1: What about you, Alice?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm currently reading um, Diana Gabaldon's Drag- Dragonfly and Amber, so the second Outlander book. So it's quite huge, and it's been taking me a while. <laughs>
1: Do you watch the TV show? Because they did a TV show. Uh, one, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, my, I watch it with my mom. Don't watch Outlander with your mom. Um, but I do watch
1: <laughs> it with my mom.
0: <laughs> and we're like halfway through the second season, but she's making me read the book before we finish it. So, well, <laughs> we started it together and now we have to finish it together. So
1: <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, I actually I feel like I'm always failing with reading, but I got a lot done in the last month or so. I read The Hawkweed Prophecy by Irena Brignall. She did the screen adaptation for Little, The Little Prince, which is one of my favorite books. And then I read The Handmaid's Tale. I reread Red Queen. I finally read A Torch Against the Night in King's Cage. And I'm currently rereading the Harry Potter series, so I'm on Goblet of Fire right now. So. Hello. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's audiobooks.
3: I've got the title of that book here. It's The Dreadful Tale of Prosper Reading, and then the subtitle is A Fiendish Arrangement. That's a book remember.
1: I was actually listening to Alex Bracken's interview on 88 Cups of Tea, because oh, yeah. I think you were the one who would, uh, you yeah. posted yeah. that on Instagram, and I checked yeah. it out, and that was so well done.
3: Yeah, I love those. That's one of my favourite podcasts. I love listening to those interviews.
1: Yeah, and Christy's actually not here today, but she was actually on that podcast mm. like a month or so ago. So that was a good
3: episode, I love that one with the eight different listeners or something. I think it was.
1: yeah, something like that. So that's a pretty good podcast. If any of our listeners are really interested into writing, eighty-eight cups of tea, definitely recommend that one awesome so let's go ahead and jump into our main discussion since we've last recorded there has been a ton of fantastic beast news um it kind of feels like it all came out within like the same 24 hours i don't know
0: it was a big dump and it was right before i went to sleep and i was like i can't read anything <laughs> oh, no. now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the woes of time zones <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which we're all feeling right now. I think, especially Alice. As- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let's see. Where do we start? I guess with the plot, they gave us like a basic plot and what the movie is going to be about. So, from what we've been told, Grindelwald will be making an escape from prison after his arrest in the first film. I don't know if that surprises anyone.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I can just see the movie starting off with like some prologue, like in the first one where it's with him and. I don't know. He's doing something cool and outwitting all the wizard cops. So
0: <laughs> I love the term wizard cop.
1: <laughs> that definitely goes to a very Potter musical. <laughs> <Yeah. Yep. laughs> um, but what do you guys think like Grindelwald's going to be doing in this movie? Like what is his aim this time? Cause in the first one he was trying to get the Obscurus or Obscurial. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think he's going to be doing in this movie? I
3: don't know if he's just going to be wreaking havoc over the world. Apparently.
0: Yeah. Will he try to obtain another Obscurus maybe? I'm not sure.
1: Right.
2: I think he might be like delving into like some other kind of dark magic as a, like a be- in between while he is managing to get another Obscurus
0: maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep wondering because of the whole theory about whether Ariana Dumbledore is maybe an Obscurus, like I'm keep- I keep thinking maybe that she'll come into play if they're going to keep along that kind of plot line across the movies.
1: Right.
2: Well, I think they mean I I am it's I'm theorizing that they might since they are going um to do like not like flashbacks but they're going to do, you know, the scenes with
1: young Dumbledore. Mm. I think that's something you wanted to talk about, right, Alice, how they yeah. were like casting young actors for these characters.
0: That's true. Yeah. So they did a they had an open casting call a few months back for young actors like Hogwarts age, like 13 to 16. Um, which kind of leads everyone to think that we'll be going back to Hogwarts, star uh, Starkid song. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that would be really, really exciting if they did that. Um, we get to see it, Hogwarts, not only, like, from different characters but, like, in a different time period. But then also, like, will they actually show much of it or will it just be, like, a flashback?
1: Right, that's a good point. I mean, I, I imagine we might see a lot of it because – I, from what I... Okay, that's assuming that they're going down the path of, I guess, showing Dumbledore and Grindelwald's original relationship, which yeah. I think would be an important aspect to the film, right? And so if they kind of show flashbacks, showing all of that, like that... What's that fan film? For the Greater Good? I don't know if you guys saw that on YouTube or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I could like picture something like that, because we know Dumbledore is going to play a huge role in this movie.
0: Yeah, and they've already kind of said that we're gonna see the their relationship Grindelwald and Dumbledore so we're hoping that they'll start with like Hogwarts and go from there.
2: so I'm I mean I'm being already like googling like when Dumbledore was born and so I'm assuming (laughs) considering um how old Newt is in the first film we're assuming he's he's long past being a Hogwarts student and if they're going to do, you know, young Dumb- young Dumbledore and young um, Grindelwald, we- would mean we're getting flashbacks. Mm. Because if That's Dumbledore so- stepped, was already a professor who stepped in for Newt's, Newt's defense for his expulsion, it would imply that there will be flashbacks.
1: Part of this, too, like because I know, we also know that part of this movie is taking place in Paris. I don't know how much of it. Mm-hmm. But I just mm-hmm. kind of go back to my original theory where... The Philosopher's Stone might come into play, but I'm probably wrong. But I just love that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because. Well, what was
0: that? They said there would be nods to the original Harry Potter series. So.
1: Right. How well, big. Just... Will they be? <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, Nicholas Lanell's from Paris, and I don't know. We know that uh, Grindelwald's interested in looking for, like, the Deathly Hallows. The Death, or what's it called? The Resurrection Stone kind of sounds a bit like yeah. the Philosopher's Stone, maybe. I don't know. It's totally out there, and I'm kind of, like, maybe stretching it a bit. But I'd, get re- <laughs> I'd be really excited about that. <laughs> but one of the other things, at least as far as Paris goes, I forgot to put this in the Google Doc, but there's also going to be, like, a magical circus. Have you guys seen the reports Ooh. on that?
0: I don't
3: think I, think that, think I uh, have yet. different characters, like, so, like, be part of the circus.
1: Yeah, um, there's, like, a bunch of new characters coming in, but I think part of it is, yeah, they're going to be – members of this circus. I don't Uh know if I can, I'm loading up the article. I think I mentioned it. Yeah. So this is from what Pottermore said. They said, standouts include a bounty hunter called Grimson played by Icelandic actor. Oh my gosh. Ingvar Sigurdsson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. A wizard called Yusuf, comma. And there will also be a character called Skender, the owner of a wizarding circus.
0: My eyes must have skipped over that because I don't remember.
1: (laughs) And there will also be an actress called Claudia Kim as one of the circus's featured attractions. So I don't know. I feel like that kind of fits in with the Paris theme. I I don't know. I could picture like an interesting circus in France. Maybe because when I lived in France, I saw like wandering circuses all the time, which is not something you normally see here in the United States. So
0: (laughs) yeah, maybe that's like a, thing from, I don't know, Paris culture, French culture that they're trying to incorporate.
1: Yeah, so I have no idea.
0: Time period, I don't
1: know. Oh, do they have wandering circuses in Scotland in the UK?
3: None that I've ever seen. <laughs> Maybe
1: I would see them all the time. We'd be driving down the road and like there'd be a giant cage with a lion right next to us. <laughs> like, what the
3: heck? Well, I've never seen that while I've been driving, but, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, so, yeah, that, that could be interesting. I think that could be a really cool and creative idea, too, just aesthetically, yeah.
0: mm, you know? Definitely. Maybe, that,
3: maybe that's what Grindelwald could be doing. Maybe he joins, like, a traveling circus to hide and make his way back to wherever he wants
1: to be. He's disguising himself as a lion mm-hmm. on the side of the road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just <laughs> reminds me of, like, a series no. of unfortunate events with Count Olaf.
1: Oh, right. The what's that one called? The
0: yeah, there's a circus one. I don't remember.
1: It's like the ninth or tenth one.
0: The carnivorous. Oh, carnivorous
1: (laughs) carnivals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, other good books. (laughs) (laughs) But so my big question is: From what we understand, so Grindelwald's on the run; he's escaped prison, and Dumbledore is going to hunt Grindelwald down, and he's going to be asking Newt for help. Why do you guys think he's calling upon Newt? Because in the first one, we know that. I guess they're close somewhat, uh, but I don't know. Newt seems like an interesting person to ask for help.
3: I think it would depend on how many fantastic beasts there are. Maybe there's like yeah. something... like I would assume that there's going to be magical creatures like, throughout the series. Newt mm-hmm. maybe is the only one who's got information on them, or mm-hmm. he's the only one who knows how to... Beat them, defeat them, and that's why needs help.
0: Maybe Grindelwald isn't has an army of creatures or something, but I'm not sure because it like we know that they're close, but we don't know why. So it seems odd that you'd call upon I don't know a former student unless you had something to do with his area of expertise.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: maybe there's some just like Grindelwald might be like crossbreeding magical beasts or i don't know trying to like make a mega magical beast i don't know that might require newt you know something that's out of dumbledore's area of expertise and newt is the only one he knows who can
1: help you guys seem to be suggesting like maybe grindelwald's using fantastic beasts somehow in this next one i don't know that could fit into the circus as well because normally you see interesting beasts there i don't know yeah
0: Maybe it'll be like a normal circus and then you'll go through a secret passageway or something and you'll find like the wizard circus. <laughs> like underneath.
1: <laughs> so the other thing we know about this movie is that it's taking place a few months after the first movie, I think 1927, which kind of makes me think, I think we maybe we've discussed this before. Like what is the span of this movie series? You know?
2: I think it's like 15 years between all five films. Oh, did yeah. they say that?
1: I think yeah. I might have missed that. So.
0: It's going all the way to 1945, which we presume the battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald.
2: Yeah. yeah. So about 20 years-ish. So there's going to be, I'm assuming there's going to be time jumps uh-huh. in, you know, movies in films three to five, probably. Mm-hmm. Unless we do get, you know, a big time jump in a second film.
1: Those are going to be massive time jumps.
0: <laughs> yeah. I time jump doesn't happen like in the middle of the film, like
1: that would be we, weird. Yeah, if we've
0: got five films,
1: a little. T- I I don't know. I kind of have like a bad taste in my mouth after Cursed Child when it comes to massive time oh, jumps. Goodness.
0: <laughs> that was so shocking. <laughs> we won't get into that now. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> but yeah, that kind of makes you think. And I know there's been a question in the past too. Like, is New always going to be the center of these movies? Uh huh. Like, how long Mm. is he going to stay relevant to the actual series?
0: Yeah, it's like, because you can see how the movies can then shape around, you know, the Wizarding War between Dumbledore and Grindelwald, but they drew us into this story by Newt. So they can't get rid of him this early. Like, there's got to be a reason why he's still around. And I think we're just trying to theorise about what that reason is and why he's relevant still, because the story kind of arcs away from him from what we know already at least yeah mm-hmm.
1: could some of that be his brother
2: because mm. he's
1: got this we know the brother's also making an appearance in the movie too yeah. mm-hmm. i think his name is theseus yeah know, what are you guys true. thoughts yeah. on him i don't know maybe a, maybe a war hero or something didn't that would
3: mentioned in the first one
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Also makes me wonder too, are they referring to world war one like That's what I was wondering who was wondering were the wizards in that war
0: yeah. Yeah, a war hero and aura of the Ministry of Magic, Pottermore says.
1: Yeah, I'm just like more and more, the more we talk about it, the more questions we have because yeah. there's really not that much to go off of. I mean,
0: yeah, it's yeah. still really early. I keep forgetting yeah. it comes out next year, not this year.
1: Well, they're
2: filming. They should. Start, I think filming.
1: they already started. started.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, filming is going on as of now. I believe. They said it was going to start this summer and it comes out next November. So seems like they're following the Harry Potter film filming schedule kind of every year and a half. We get a new film every two years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically one year Star Wars, the next year Harry Potter. Or yes. year Star yes. Wars, <laughs> I was about to say that.
0: We could get one year Star Wars, one year Harry Potter for the rest of our lives. <laughs>
2: For the next, what, like 10
1: years at least?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, now that Disney owns Star Wars, new Star Wars every year, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that might actually be their plan. (laughs) But yeah, I think what you were saying was really interesting too, though, Alice, because you were saying like they drew us in with Newt and we're like so attached to him. And that Mm -hmm. kind of brings us to our next point too, because also in the first film, we got introduced to Tina and Queenie and Jacob. And one of the big news pieces was that they're actually all three of them are coming back for this movie, which yeah. I was really excited because I particularly like Jacob a lot. So.
0: Yeah, he's definitely, you know, the crowd favorite.
2: I think it would have been a riot if Jacob, Jacob didn't come back.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, if they're going to be in Fantastic Beasts 2 for want of a better title, um, then are they going to be in all the others? Like, it would feel odd to set up this story arc and then carry it through to the second movie and then not see them around much after that. So I think it'll be interesting to see, I guess, the Great Wizarding War that we've wanted. We've wanted to know this story for ages, and but we're going to see it from the perspective of a magizoologist and his friends.
1: One of them being a nomad or muggle. So yeah. That's exciting. Which It'd kind of makes you wonder how – oh, sorry, go ahead, Michael. I was going to say,
3: it'll be interesting to see how they bring Jacob back in like after he had his like, memories wiped. And like obviously the yeah, film true. ended on like he was. He looked at Queenie and he kind of had that look in his eye like he was remembering. But it'll be interesting to see how they actually bring it all back to him or if he has to like learn it all again. Mm. Maybe, maybe that'll be like a recurrent thing. Like at the end of every film, he will forget everything and then the next one they'll have to explain it
1: all again. <laughs>
0: That'd be quite right. funny. Unless in the months that we've skipped, they've just skipped all that, which would be kind of sad.
1: I think there are too many YouTube theorizing videos <laughs> like or theory <laughs> videos on YouTube, trying to figure out how Jacob is getting his memories back. It'd be a shame for them to skip that. I don't know. But like, if he does remember that really makes him a lot more useful in this movie. Cause in the first movie, he's just like learning everything. And it's more like everything is happening to him. It's <laughs> not like very mm-hmm. proactive. Yeah. But I think, I think just simply because he's learning the world, but if he already knows the world or has been introduced to it, he could potentially be a lot more useful, I guess, to the characters and to catching Grindelwald, assuming he's taking place in that somehow. Um,
0: yeah, he provides the armies with food, I don't know. Doesn't <laughs> he in a bakery?
1: Yeah, he lures Grindelwald out of his hiding place with amazing pastries. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs>
1: So the other big character that we have to talk about is Credence. Credence is coming back in this film. Uh, they kind of showed hints that he wasn't completely destroyed in the first movie. So, yeah. and supposedly he's going to have a big role in the movie. Like, I Warner Brothers, and maybe even the whole series. Like Warner Brothers is talking about. I think I read this on Hypable that they're trying to like find ways to schedule him to be the Flash oh, yeah. for him to also. Be in these these movies so what sort of role do you guys think he's going to play
2: I'm, I'm gonna go with like flashbacks that you know um grindelwald has had his eye on credence for a while because we do see in the first film they kind of have like this rapport that you don't have with somebody you just met like, that's so I'm, true i'm gonna go with the fact that if they do show flashbacks of you know maybe like a younger grindelwald maybe he is following up on Credence and whoever his parents were before he was, like, giving given up for adoption. They was just, like, stalking Credence from childhood. <laughs> that
1: would be so creepy.
0: <laughs> Did they manage to turn Credence, like, good at the end of the first film? I forget.
2: No, was I don't believe It evil? was kind of ambiguous. They didn't yeah. really – just kind of slithered and smoked away, I believe.
0: Okay. So he'd be on his own, potentially. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Grindelwald will have found him and, like, taken him back.
1: My, like, impression I got watching the movie, it seems like he's not going to trust Grindelwald <laughs> from this point yeah, forward. <laughs> um, but I agree. Like, I think he's going to be on his own. Because it seems like Newt was talking, kind of calming him down in the movie. It's been a while since I yeah. saw it. Yeah. And then all the horrors like, started attacking him. And that's kind of when he went crazy. So, yeah.
2: Thing. I know uh, Tina was talking.
1: Oh, it was Tina. That, yeah, yeah, it wasn't well,
2: Neil. Yeah, yeah Neil was you sort of calming him down. But then uh, um, she, uh, Credence calmed a lot more down. I was kind of thinking about, you know, not turning himself in, but, like, mellowing out a lot when Tina started talking to him. And then we started seeing the flashbacks of how, why she got fired from the ministry, I think, because she went crazy on, I forgot the lady's name.
0: Yeah, the Makusa lady.
2: So I, I'm assuming that's why, you know, that's, that's how Tina fits into the arc, maybe with Credence. And then Queenie just follows Tina, and then Jacob follows Queenie, and that's how they all go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet there'll probably be a scene like, no, you have to stay behind. You've got to stay safe. And they'll be like, no, I'm coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was wondering, too, because we talked about maybe going back to Hogwarts. Are we ever going to see Ilvermorny?
0: Oh, I'd love to. That'd
2: be
1: great.
3: <laughs> yeah. They made such a big deal of it before the first yeah. film came out. Uh-huh. That I was, I, I was expecting to see it in the first movie. So, but we'll have to see it eventually because they've made such a big deal out of it. houses and
1: everything. Yeah. Mm. I almost, I just want a movie of actually like the founding of Ilvermorny because that story was legit.
0: Yeah, it took me so long to read as well. Like it was not a short like fable like it was quite
1: long uh-huh. on more <laughs> I wanted more when I was
2: done reading it mm.
1: yeah it deserves to be its own book or movie or something but <laughs> yeah I would be really excited to see that I mean I think that's like the exciting thing about the Fantastic Beast movies right now is it's just really expanding the wizarding world because we've had all these questions for so long about what it's going to be like and now we're finally getting to see different things and I guess next up the big one is going to be France which will be exciting because we've seen a little bit of that in Harry Potter, but not a ton. So,
2: yeah. and I'm assuming that you know, because I, I know they did mention that the films weren't all going to take place just in one location. Like we you know, the first one was in New York, the next one is in Paris. So I'm assuming that because they also did make a big deal about um, the international wizarding schools before the first film came out. So I'm you know hoping that we might see some kind of mention or a bit of a background on the international schools as the films come out.
0: Yeah, there was that a whole list cool. of them, wasn't there? Of international yeah. living
2: schools. It feels like Brazil.
1: Japan. We know that
2: there in Japan. Africa. Because we know that we I mean we know that in Europe alone there's three. There's Germstring, Hogwarts, and Bobaton. And then
0: I know Bobaton.
1: There's no Australia though.
2: <laughs> there is
0: no Australia, which is pretty sad. But we only just became a country in nineteen oh one.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh i actually didn't know that
0: <laughs> federation oh like we were a country before that but like we became like our own thing um with uh, our own government and everything in 1901 dang. our own constitution
1: I, I kind of somewhat recall it seems like somebody did go on twitter and say like what about australia and it kind of seemed like either pottermore or jk rowling or someone responded like don't worry. There's still more to be revealed, or something. I don't yeah, know.
0: I think it was something like that. But also, like our population is pretty small. I don't know how big the wizarding community would be. <laughs> Maybe they just send them off to the nearest one.
1: You could all like meet up with New Zealand and just yeah. do a joint one or something. I don't we'll know. Have,
0: we'll have we'll have a joint um a joint wizarding school in like a tiny island in Polynesia or somewhere.
1: Yeah, something like that. That would be legit. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll just be patiently waiting and we'll continue to geek out about Fantastic Beasts as more and more news comes. (laughs) But it'll probably be a while. Like, I don't think anybody was expecting for them to drop so many details Mm. on that random day. It was just like, boom, we started filming. Here's everything you want to know. So,
2: yeah. And and there are going to be the new um, Fantastic Beasts books.
1: Right, the illustrated edition.
2: Uh Yeah, the editions. Yeah, the other shared ones coming out in November, I think, or September. I should know this, seeing as I wrote the article. <laughs> yeah,
0: are they are they Bloomsbury ones or are they?
2: Um, yeah, Bloomsbury in the UK, I believe, and Scholastic in America. So they'll and... be released worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe so.
0: Because I know there was a new edition of the Fantastic Beasts, like small book that. Yeah. Um, I wrote an article about, but it was only published by Bloomsbury, I think. So it didn't come out in the U.S.
1: Yeah, this one, I just looked at the article that Addie wrote. It looks like there's going to be a Scholastic and Bloomsbury edition.
2: Yeah, and then part of the proceeds goes to Red Nose.
1: They kind of, I think it's a different um, illustrator, but they kind of look like in the same vein as, like the art style looks similar to the illustrated Harry Potter uh-huh. editions.
2: Yeah, so. I noticed that.
1: I'm sure it'll be a really cool thing to have um, on your bookshelf next to the illustrated Harry Potter editions. They they know
0: that we'll, we'll just keep buying them all.
1: Scholastic Scholastic released those new paperback editions, like, I don't know, four years ago or something with all those different covers. And I just went and dropped like 60 bucks on them last month. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of proud of myself that I was able to like hold back for four years, but um. Yeah, they got me in the end. So
2: mm. yeah, they're gonna get me when they like release like the new version, like the like the new editions, but the hardcover ones. That's right. what they're gonna get my money. Well,
1: and they just came out with this gorge, the gorgeous house anniversary yeah, editions yeah. in the UK, right? Oh, do yeah. you have one? I mean, yeah. What? Wait, which uh, house did you get?
0: Ravenclaw. <laughs> nice. So I only have Ravenclaw so far. I want to get the other ones, but they're like twenty dollars each. <laughs> I ended up Plus, there's paperback comments. ones as well that are different.
1: So. Oh yeah, Michael has one too. i got the Hufflepuff yeah. one. Nice. I got the Hufflepuff. <laughs> I've got a
3: very difficult uh, thing about my house. I don't. I can't decide what my house is. <laughs> I've taken, I've taken the, the Pottermore test when it first came out, and I got like, well, that was 2011 was it, when the first Pottermore happened? And I got yeah. Slytherin. Uh, so I had to like except that I was in Slytherin and then I found like online there was one that had just like all of the questions Mm. so it was like a more comprehensive version and that gave me Ravenclaw and that's when I started to question who I was. (laughs) (laughs) And then Pottermore came out again last year or two years ago and I got Gryffindor and (laughs) that's when I really started struggling. (laughs) I think I've decided that I'm going to go for Hufflepuff since that's the only one that I haven't got. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have, Michael, have you taken, there's a, a BuzzFeed quiz that tells you like your percentage of what house you are, that might help oh, you out a bit.
3: I, I couldn't, that would be too much. Because that would be too much. That was <laughs> <another> <laughs> Hufflepuff and that would just be the end of
2: it. 25% everything.
3: I'd just be okay. done I really would be the Harry Potter version
2: of Divergent. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so you your results to to JK Rowling and the, what am I?
1: <laughs> Better be Divergent. <laughs> that's what the Sorting Hat would say. Man, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't think they released those here in America. So I think it's just a no, Bloomsbury. I, I
2: think they have. They did. I think you have to like pre-order them or something, or they're not on sale yet here in the US. But
1: well, either way, they would change it to say Sorcerer's Stone, and that's not fun. Yeah, right.
2: It would be slightly different
0: anyway.
1: Right. Which I found out recently, when you guys went in. Sorry, this is going a little bit off topic. It's still Harry Potter related, (laughs) but when you guys saw the first Harry Potter movie, they physically they say Philosopher's Stone, don't they? Yes.
2: They were made to uh, shoot the scenes twice. (laughs) <laughs> America. Oh, so
1: in America in the movie they def- they say Sorcerer's Stone sure, just god. like in the book
0: <laughs> oh wow I remember when the first you know when those illustrated editions came out like the first Harry Potter and the, like Force of the Stone the big illustrated versions I right. went to I traveled to New York like shortly after they came out and I remember seeing them for the first time and going like, oh my god it's the illustrated editions but then I realized they said Sorcerer's Stone and I was like wait that's not right <laughs>
1: And I think the funny thing about that is that those in America, the illustrated editions, actually have the UK text. Oh. But yeah. except they changed so it still it's to just Sorcerer's just the dust
0: jacket stone. that's different? <laughs>
1: Pretty much. No, no, in the book it still says Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. Like, they just changed that. Because, like, there are little other subtle differences.
0: Oh, like, like color and yeah. color Yeah. Well, like, yeah.
1: even, I think, because I've, re- I've been listening to the UK audiobooks, for the Harry Potter, during during my reread. Mm -hmm. And I think they say things like timetables and stuff. Like they're getting their timetables. In America, they say like schedule. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) they mean full words are like jumper. They don't use the word jumper or trouser. They use like jacket and pants and stuff. Really?
2: (laughs) That's so funny.
1: I think so. (laughs) So,
2: I find that so weird. I find that, because I remember I used to fall asleep with the audio, um, the audio books. So I'm gonna let me continue reading, so I would just put, pop in the audio book. But, um, and, and I, when I would you know pick it up the next day, I could continue reading, it said trousers and jumpers.
1: Okay, maybe I'm making this up. I don't think <laughs> I am
2: though. <laughs> I believe the only difference, cause I mean, I remember being like 10 and I, and I had to look up what rubbish meant. Because I think the only word they changed was philosopher to sorcerers.
1: I thought it was more, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Yeah, I thought they had like,
0: definitely had like spelling differences.
1: We just want to take a moment to shout out to this show's sponsor, audible.com. For you, our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally use Audible all the time. It's actually how I stay up to date with books. In fact, my friends and I recently listened to Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard while on a road trip in Washington. You might have heard a lot about that book and have been meaning to pick it up. Well, now's your chance to get that audiobook or any other audiobook of your choice for free. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. That's with an E-D at the end. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. Again, you can check out Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard, or choose any of the over 180,000 titles that are available at Audible.com. Again, go to audibletrial.com slash bookstack. Basically, last month in June, that that marked the 20-year anniversary since Philosopher's Stone was published. And then this month marked the 10-year anniversary since uh, the Harry Potter series ended, if we're forgetting Chris child um so like I'm definitely hallow we actually have a big old article coming out about this on the website but kind of just was curious how did you all discover harry potter yourselves and why did you i guess why did it stick with you why did you like it so much
0: i guess kind of I have a big really question like, yeah <laughs> but, i can't really remember life without it because like i remember playing because the first the first movie came out when i was in like kindergarten so like three or four years old. And so we used to like play Harry Potter in the playground. <laughs> like when you know when you play like Let's Pretend. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> we played Harry Potter. But we always had like one Harry and then like three Hermione's <laughs> 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 Yeah. But I didn't read the books for myself till I was like eight years old. Because I wanted to watch the movies and I wasn't allowed to watch the movie like the second movie until I'd read the book.
1: Wow. That's pretty young, eight years old, I feel like. Was it?
0: Yeah, it took me a good, like, two or three months to get through all six books that were out at the time. I was a very proficient reader.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of the same. I I don't really remember, like, when I first read the first one. I think the first film came out, I think, when I was about four. And I remember going to see the first film and the second film. We went to see like the previews. So like got to see it before they came out for some reason. So, like, I remember going it's to see looking. them. Uh, at the time at the time I didn't think it, no, but now looking back, <laughs> I saw Harry Potter before anyone else did. <laughs> but I think I kinda like picked up the books like soon after then. I remember like my next door neighbour was my friend and he was reading Order of the Phoenix just after it came out and I think by that point I hadn't really read any of them I think I'd maybe read the first one and like I wanted to like I was like oh I want to read the books too then so that's when I started picking up the books then and yeah it's kind of
0: It's so cool that you got to see them in the the cinema I wasn't allowed to see the first film in the cinema because my mum thought I'd be too scared (laughs) but she took my baby sister so my sister was like (laughs) a year old and she got to see it (laughs) I she
1: couldn't remember the trauma.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first one I saw in the cinema was *Order of the Phoenix*. When I was like, I think I was nine.
1: Oh, I had so to that beg was back my parents. in 2007. That was ten yeah. years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had to beg my parents yeah. to let me see it in the cinema because it was a school night.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> I was in fifth grade, and I think it was like towards the end of the summer. You know, like, or I don't know about. Um, in Australia or the UK but at the end of the summer like, teachers don't want to do anything so they pop in a movie hmm. and so the teacher's pet had brought in a couple of movies and since nobody decided what we wanted to watch he he decided to, that we were all going to watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and I was like okay whatever and then I kind of got into the movie and he told, he told me it was a book and our, the, the school was right next to the library so after school I went to the library and I checked out the first book And then my mom would catch me, you know, like every other like month bringing a new Harry Potter book. So she finally, I think for my birthday, she got me the first four. And then I don't know how I, I think she bought me the first film on DVD, but I didn't get to see any of the movies in the theater until Order of the Phoenix. My mom would not take me.
1: Dang. Yeah. I remember for me, I think I was in third or second grade. We had the Scholastic book fairs. I don't. Mm. They. I guess. Do they have those in the UK? Do we have? And in Australia.
3: Well, we used to have these weird kind of look book things where they brought just like bookshelves into our schools and were like, "Buy a book if you want." So they were yeah,
0: in- we definitely had book fairs. I'm not sure if they were run specifically by Scholastic, but we definitely had book fairs, and you'd walk around with your wish list. Because right. no one had any money. You'd have to wait until <laughs> after school for your parents to bring you money.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what it was. Because we were having the Scholastic Book Fair. And we were on our way to the library. And they had it all. They would like have these massive displays and decorate it, the library with posters whenever it came out. Yeah. Came around. And there was one with Harry Potter on it. And I think Goblet of Fire had just been released. Um, so it had reached like a really large level of excitement. Harry Potter at that time, and like all the kids in my class were like, "Oh, it's Harry Potter!" Harry Potter. I'm like, what's that? They're like, oh, it's a book. I'm like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> 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 books are dumb. Pokemon and video games is the thing ever. <laughs> and so, like, everyone was talking about it though, and I was like, I need to, I need to pick up this book, I guess, and check it out. So I remember going to the library, finding the Harry Potter books in the big kids section, and. A friend of mine told me which was the first one I went and I took it to the to check it out and the librarian's like okay Saul this is a really big book so I need to make sure you can read it first and so she like opened what? it up to a random paragraph and she was like read the first couple lines so I know that you're you can you can do this and I was like oh this will be easy it's just a stupid book and so I start reading it and then I get to Hermione's name <laughs> and it was like a her, her, mama. and th- thankfully, I remember I started panicking in that moment, but thankfully, she was like, You know what? You're good. You can read this. <laughs> I took it home and I was like totally hooked. And I had actually discovered Roll Doll that year, too. So I really credit like Roll Doll and J.K. Rowling as like kind of creating that love of reading for me because after that, I was really into books. And so, yeah, yeah.
2: no, I mean, I that's what got me reading. Like I said, like when my mom wouldn't let me read at night, I I had like this um like radio player thing and it had CD like a C D player and I would pop in the audiobooks. Like to fall asleep to. And then I just pick it up and I, I used bit. to do that too. I used to have the, the I, I used to have the book and I I would check out both the book and the audiobook at the same time.
1: And I I don't
2: know what uh the like the checkout time limits at, in libraries and other countries are, but I think first was like three weeks I think and so I would like spend like every free moment reading and then at night like trying like not scratch the cd by skipping to the part where I was at the book
0: yeah (laughs) yeah I remember doing that with Half-Blood Prince borrowing the audiobook at the same time because (laughs) it was such a big book
1: (laughs) well I think it's safe to say that Harry Potter definitely like really touched our lives in a special way. And so that's why it was so fun to to really be able to kind of dedicate this podcast to the wizarding world and all of that. So um, with that said, we do have just two non Harry Potter news items. We feel that are worth mentioning because they're pretty big. The bigger one, maybe I guess. Yeah. I think it's pretty big. John Green. (laughs) John Green has a new book coming out called turtles all the way down. I think it's coming out this fall. And it's his first book since *Fault in Our Stars*, which came out in 2012, I think.
3: Yeah, five years, five and a half years.
1: What are you guys' thoughts on this? I know, like when we some—I forget—was it you, Michael, who posted it in the group chat? But like, some people were excited for it; others were like, more like, "Nah, I don't know." What do you guys think? What was what were your guys' reactions?
3: I can't wait! I'm so excited for it. I've—I <laughs> I remember I read. The first John Green I read was The Fault in the Stars when it first came out. And I thought it was brilliant, I loved it. And then I read like all of his books like within the space of like two weeks right after. And then I went and met John Green and that was embarrassing. Let's not talk about it.
2: <laughs> I don't think we have talked about that. I mean I might
3: have missed the details. I didn't throw anything at him. That was the only positive that came out of that experience.
1: I don't know. Sorry. You could tell us that experience, and then Addie and I could be recounting it in front of him one day. If shows up at
2: the Fest, Yal West.
1: like we did with Cassandra Clare. <laughs>
2: that, that was accidental on our part. We didn't yeah. actually. I feel
0: like he did.
2: He do a lot of press
0: for Fault Now Stars.
2: I think he did a book tour. I think I might be wrong, or, or, or I think the actors might have been a book tour, and he might have popped in at one of the two like book signings. Mm.
3: He did, he did a UK book tour because it technically wasn't published in the UK until the year after. So it was 2013 when it came out in the UK. And that's when he done like a, a book tour around here. So that's when I met
1: Yeah, I'm of no use because I don't remember. I was like detached from the world during 2012. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I have no idea. I remember coming back in 2013. That's when I discovered Fault in Our Stars. That was, yeah. So it was, like, a really big thing when I discovered it.
0: Mm. I had a friend who was a really big Vlogbrothers fan, and so she read the book, like, as soon as it came out. And then she gave it to me straight away, and I didn't really know what it was. I just read it and was like, okay, great. But I, did, I don't remember anything about reading it for the first time. Like, I know <laughs> I did, but it wasn't until about a year after that when someone gave me a copy of Paper Towns, and I was like, oh, wait, I've read a book by him before. <laughs> and so then I went back and, like, read all of his books again.
1: Okay. I've See, only I've read-, read Paper Towns, but I didn't like it. But I liked Fault in Our ah, Stars. I love Paper
2: Towns. <laughs> I've only read The Fault in Our Stars by John Green, so it's the only John Green book I've read. So. Yeah,
0: I think his books are like like the kind of coming-of-age theme that is in most of his books is like my t- favorite type of book. And I know like a lot of people, I think the, t- the hype for John Green has kind of come down a lot since Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. He writes books that I enjoy, so I will definitely be... Getting that one,
1: I'm. I mean, even though I didn't like Paper Towns too much, like I'm excited to see this. I mean, it's been five years, and there's really no doubt that this is going to be one of the best-selling books, probably of yeah. 2017. Yeah. So,
0: he did a really good job of hiding it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot of people. Does
0: by anyone surprise. else watch his watch Vlog Brothers?
3: Yeah, I cannot try to keep up with. Yeah. When I, when I <laughs> I just well he's boxes. had
0: he's had these boxes in the background of his videos for months <laughs> and he wouldn't tell anyone what was in them and then it turns out they're like this the pages that he's signing that are going to be bound into all the first print.
3: Yeah, many as he's saying like 200,000 or something. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
3: That's
2: insane.
1: The other smaller but large news story was that the Ready Player One trailer came out and I know when that came out like YouTube exploded and a lot of people have read Ready Player One, and I know we've mentioned it before in the podcast, but uh, still many people have never even heard of it. So it's kind of interesting to read the uh, comments, and they were like, What? What? The Iron Giants in this? And why does that guy have a Halo gun and the DeLorean? Everyone was like, What is this?
2: Yeah, I'm one of those people who don't, I have no idea what it was. I just, I, I legitimately just watched the trailer before I started the podcast, and I'm like, <laughs> The Iron Giants? I was like, Wait. So I think I said I have no clue what what the book is about or what the movie is gonna be about, but like the trailers did a really good job. I, I kind of want like find out more about it. And I think as a comic con like teaser trailer to hook people in did a really good job with it.
1: Yeah, for those who don't, because I'm sure there are people listening who don't know, just really briefly, it's basically kind of like I don't know, like a Willy Wonka esque <laughs> adventure. There <laughs> basically it's in it's in the future. And the real world is kind of, it just sucks. And it's all dilapidated and everybody escapes into this virtual world called the Oasis where they lead like these virtual lives and they're like worlds, like all the pop culture fandoms and everything you like exist in this world. And basically the creator of the Oasis dies, but he's left behind like a trail of clues and puzzles And the person who can solve them and get to the end of it, it's kind of like a treasure hunt, basically becomes the owner of the Oasis. So Mm -hmm. there's just this massive race to see who can reach the end. And there's like these corporations that are trying to get to it, but then they're like people who just appreciate the world, who want to like protect the sanctity of the world, who are trying to reach the end. And that's the case with the main character. And it's very, the creator of the Oasis loved the eighties. So there are like a ton of eighties references. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why when you look at the trailer, you see all these different pop culture icons together in a single movie. And that's what makes it so exciting. So I, Michael just read it last week.
3: So. Yeah, last weekend. And I enjoyed the plot. I thought the plot was brilliant. Like I won't get into like the actual like my I won't give a review or anything of it, but I thought it was just a brilliant, really fun read. I read the audiobook, listened to the audiobook, which was narrated by Will Wheaton. Right. <laughs> well, an 80s pop culture sort of uh, actor and yeah done a really brilliant job narrating it made it really fun so i'm excited for the film i can't wait to see kind of like how they do it more I can't wait to see how they managed to do the oasis because i feel it's a very kind of like visual thing when you're reading it you have your own idea of how it looks so
1: yeah right yeah, I saw the trailer. It made me excited. Like the first half of it, it's got like the epic slow music, and that's like—I'm pretty sure that tune is from Willy Wonka. It's just like slowed down in this. I epic never
0: really thought of it as a Willy Wonka like esque story, but I think that's a really good way of putting it, from what I know.
1: Yeah, he's like Willy Wonka, like merged with Steve Jobs or something. I don't know.
3: <laughs> that's actually quite perfect, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: So, yeah, definitely uh, I have mixed feelings about that. <laughs> book. I don't want to get too into it. I think the story and the characters are incredible, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about the movie. I actually, I remember I wrote a review for it on Bookstacked. So, like, if anybody's really interested, they can go read it. And I lay out all my feelings <laughs> about it there. But I remember coming to the conclusion in that review that I would be really excited for the movie. And I am just seeing that trailer. So, I'm sure it's going to be big. Steven Spielberg is directing it. Um, it's going to be really exciting. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is basically everything as far as news goes. Uh, so before we wrap up, just wanted to remind you guys that you can go more in-depth into Fantastic Beasts, Ready Player One, and all of that by going to bookstacked.com. That's where we have all of our articles that we've written up on this and we've referenced throughout the entire show. I'll definitely be including those links and those articles in the show notes so you can just open up your podcast player and access those quickly also be sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram uh if you like the show and you enjoyed this episode please do go on itunes and leave us a review that helps us out so much and that really helps other people find us and thank you of course for even being here we have had thousands of people download the show I think we say it all the time. Like, it's just really cool to know that we're not speaking out into the void and knowing that there are other people kind of all here along the ride with us. So, if you enjoy the show, um, you could really help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. Awesome. We will see you guys next month. And until then, uh, goodbye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.